You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire podcast, MWWire.com. Matt, we're here. I don't have dramatic, sad music to play, but we're about to discuss the final preview of, this, of the bowl season for Bottomless Football. Are you okay? I'm just going to let this, I wanted to let the silence really drive that point home. And I ruined it. <laughs> That's right. I think, I think we got enough silence. <laughs> So final game of the year, Ohio taking on Wyoming in uh, Tucson, correct? Arizona Bowl. That is correct. One thirty Pacific, two thirty Mountain Time. Uh, I guess if you want to watch the game, apparently it's on Barstool TV or whatever that is. So I guess we'll have to maneuver over to their website for once and maybe give them some credit. I don't know, but that's the bowl game <laughs> we're dealing with. How to watch it. Which is fine. You can watch however you want. I'm assuming phone, laptop, like everything else you can do. Hook up. I guess your TV. I don't know. They have an app. I have no clue, Matt. Do we? Do we need to be that informed about these guys? <laughs> that you know what? That's a very good question. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say if you really want to find the game, you'll we'll, obviously we'll provide a link in the game preview that we were in and everything like that. But for the purposes of this podcast, we would just recommend maybe I don't know. Do a Google search. You'll you'll find it. Can't be that hard to find. It'll be fine. It'll be good to find. Just Barstool.tv, and if it's online app. TV wise, go for it. 
But it's got the Ohio go. Bobcats t- taking on the Wyoming Cowboys. This was a nice weather play, 60 degrees game time. So this game, um, we should first mention, we mentioned this, I believe, in one of our, oh, geez, recent podcasts, I'll say. I'm not sure when. Do we have a portal podcast and Wyoming's down to like zero running backs? Is that where they still stand? I think that might so be the big story in this game. They are quite down to zero. Oh, sorry. But, it, uh, the, but they're down to zero on-field experience. Because, so as, as I'm sure all of our listeners are probably aware, Titus Swen, gone. Mm. Yeah, Dwayne McNeely, DQ James. Yeah. Uh, both of them are going to miss the matchup. They're both banged up. Uh, Joey Brash, who we sort of figured might be the guy to step up in that situation. No, he's in the transfer portal now. So Ryan Thorburn over at the, the Casper Star Tribune actually did a nice write-up on that particular question. This was from uh, from December 15th about, okay, well, who, who's left? And, and maybe more importantly, who's going to step into the breach and get maybe the lion's share of, of carries? And so at this point, you know, Thorburn mentions there are three names to keep an eye on if you're looking for for who's going to keep sort of the, the mantle going of, of this ground and pen offense. Retro freshman Jordan Vaughn, true freshman LJ Richardson, walk-on fullback Dalton Strauss. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And we'll see. That's all we can do. It's like, we'll see what's – I'm just curious who will get the first carry. I'm maybe, betting maybe, uh, probably... Parker, Parker Christensen might get a, get a few more carries out of the fullback position. Who knows? Yeah, possibly. Never know. Works rare for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm betting it'll be kind of a um, <clears throat> committee approach where it's like, okay, here, you get a couple carries here, a couple here, and whoever starts showing up on the field who plays well will probably get a slowly increase in carries. But I would doubt, I'd highly doubt somebody gets over 15 carries running the ball. And it's not all running the ball because part of it is offensive line. And they do a pretty good job of allowing the the, the Cowboys to move the ball because Titus Swens, one of the best running backs, he's really good. So if the offensive line performs well, opens up polls, it doesn't necessarily matter too much who's running the ball because they didn't get the yards to go that way. So there's going to be a big emphasis on the line to make plays, open things up, and also quarterback play is going to be a which with Andrew Peasley hasn't really been. Um, can we just say is uneven a good way to put Andrew Peasley's performance this season? Yes. Okay, perfect. I want yeah, because because here, here's the thing, like you know, the the Cowboys aren't all of a sudden going to deviate from their average game plan just because their personnel nope. has, has been thinned out a little bit. You know, uh, according to Parker Fleming at Stats of War on Twitter. You know, he has his his figure that he puts out there, the rush rate over expected, which is essentially just how much more often or less often did you run than the average team in any given situation. And coming into this bowl game, the Wyoming has a has a rush rate over expected of 10.1%. So they're running the ball on average more often than any, in any given situation. You know, Ohio, for their part, is closer to even. They're actually at minus 1%. But I think you know, the bigger question in this game is, you know, is Andrew Peasley going to be able to take advantage of an Ohio secondary that seems like it could be beatable? You know, like you may, I don't know if you remember back in, in September that Ohio played a 59 to 52 game against Fordham. Do you remember that at all? I don't, but it would have been a sight to see the true team of New York City almost beating the Bobcats. Yeah, so so in a nutshell, 
Fordham completed 77% of their throws in that game for over 500 yards and six touchdowns. Wow. Ohio won that game, but it is sort of emblematic of, of a passing attack that in terms of passer rating, which isn't always the most accurate measure of, of sort of, you know, how well a team can perform in a, in a certain facet of the game. But it's worth noting that Ohio has given up a completion rate on the year of 65.5%. They've given up almost eight yards in attempt, you know, eight, 7.9 altogether. And they've given up 28 touchdowns against only 11 interceptions. So like in terms of overall passer rating allowed, they're 10th out of 12 MAC teams, which is really saying something considering that, you know, the team that they faced in, in the MAC championship not that long ago, Toledo, was number one in terms of opponent's passer rating. But to your point about, you know, whether or not your Peasley is going to be able to take advantage of that, that I think is maybe the more pressing question than whatever's happening at running back. Because if they can, then I think it's going to go a, a very, very long way towards helping Wyoming take it, you know, to get an upper hand. But we haven't always seen that from them this year. And so that's maybe the biggest diff coming into this contest, in my opinion. You think so? I think what so, else, yeah. What else would match up to that area? Is that the, you think that's the biggest by far? I do, because I think, you know, Ohio can be beaten on that front. You know, they, they do break up a fair share of passes. Like they have 50 pass breakups on the year. But I mean, you just, you look at some of the teams that have been able to pick on them in that regard. And it's not like yeah. there's, a, you know, a, like a world beaters lineup of, of teams that are, you know, like Buffalo, you know, excuse me, Miami of Ohio completed 77 of their, excuse me, 77% rather of their throws for almost 10 yards of care, uh, per attempt. Um, you know, Kent State, went off on them. Akron went off on them. Mm. You know, so it sort of begs the question of whether or not Peasley is going to be in a situation to do the same or whether it might actually look a lot, coincidentally enough, like the MAC championship game where Toledo, despite the fact that they won that game, didn't really generate a lot of explosive plays. And a lot, and some of that had to do with the fact that Dequan Finn was banged up. You know, they, they played, I think, two different quarterbacks in that contest. But that seems to be sort of the, the the area that I would expect Wyoming to land. Like I think Maybe. you would have to be irrationally confident in in their ability to take advantage of this, just based on past precedence. Possibly, but you look at Wyoming; they have four games of under 100, 100 passing yards, Matt. Yeah, they have three more under one hundred and fifty. So seven of their twelve games have been under one hundred fifty yards passing. Mm-hmm. They have cracked two hundred one time when they played Tulsa. And they're only completed 50% of the passes. So it goes both ways. There is an opportunity, you're correct, because if Peasley goes off and does a Tulsa 2037 or even a Utah State, which is okay, 13-26 for 199, mm-hmm. the, dude, Scott, this is his chance to do something reasonably good. Like, don't pull a 3 of 16 versus Boise at three picks. We don't want that mm-hmm. to happen. But – there's reasons for it to be available for him to have opportunities to take advantage of it. It's just, will he? Because there have been, he hit, hit that three game stretch where we kind of started to believe Tulsa, Northern Colorado, even Air Force, he was almost 70% combined with three touchdowns and one pick during that stretch. After that, he has only cracked 60, his best was 60%, and only had, let's see, one, two, 
three total games of over 50% or more passing completion. Mm-hmm. So since BYU 924, September, he's only had a couple games that were even barely average. So all I say, all I'll say is it like you say in uh was it in what's the what's the movie? I'm gonna butcher it, but uh in uh oh crap. Uh, oh geez, I'm gonna like, dumb and dumber he's saying there's a chance. I I blew it, whatever. I'm terrible at this game. But oh, there's yeah. a chance he he could have it, but I don't trust or think he he's not gonna come out and go basically pull Tulsa. He's not going twenty to thirty for two fifty six and two touchdowns. Well, again, let's let's not forget too that they are also the Cowboys are also going into this bowl game without Joshua Cobbs, their number one receiver. Okay, more to the point where I'm fully Which expecting you... 14 27 versus BYU type of game, maybe a couple touchdowns. Just my main thing, just don't turn the ball over. Don't inter- don't throw an interception. Eleven is about one a game, which is fine. Whatever, not great, but not terrible. Just the main thing, don't turn the ball over and complete 55% of your passes, and you have a chance to win. Yeah, and, and they're going to have to be careful when they want to throw the ball because, you know, Ohio, for the most part, got picked upon a lot in that regard. But they do have at least one standout who might be able to make them pay for, for any mistakes that Peasley Mays makes, rather. And that's uh, their freshman cornerback, Tory Cox Jr. You know, freshman All-American, two interceptions, 50 total tackles, six pass breakups, three TFLs. One of the better young freshman cornerbacks anywhere in the country this year like in in terms of you know pro football focuses like overall grades among group of five cornerbacks i believe that he is ranked uh, if i meant one two three four five six seven eight ninth overall with an overall grade of 81.8 so like he's a guy that could do some damage if peasley isn't careful we'll also have zach sanders and Tariq drake each have three picks as well that's right so they have a handful of guys back there, which it's like boomer bust. Maybe they throw a lot, get yards, but also get some picks. So there's some give and take in that area, and that's going to be the way they're going to, going to win because I'm expecting with the running. I know we say they're not going to deviate for what they want to do. I bet that could be thrown out the window if it's midway through the first quarter and they have nine rushing attempts for like one yard. Mm-hmm. I then it's like okay, I guess we're going to pass a piece because also Peasley can run a little bit too, so that'll probably be mixed in as well, but they're going to start off doing running the ball, do what they want to do. But we know Craig will run the ball here, run the ball a lot, pass when needed. But I, I'm betting good chance that will change later on because I don't expect running game to be you guys should have literally no experience. It's like, it's like what do you expect is going to happen? And Ohio, even though Ohio's rushing defense is pretty good, they're what? what are they it is do? pretty strong. You know, and sorry, I think that sorry, could no. potentially well, yards al- so yards allowed are not good. Like four point three. I was looking at the wrong team, four point three seven. So they, they give up a decent amount of yards, but four point three is not it's fine. It's eleventh in the Mac, but like that's not is that really terrible? That well, seems that's well fine. one thing one thing that Wyoming has done well throughout the years, they've they've gotten their runners to the second level, you know, in terms of opportunity rate. You know, they're a top twenty team on offense, the Cowboys are fifty three point five percent. What's going to be more important in this game is is avoiding too many, avoiding moving backwards too often. Because while Ohio doesn't necessarily have any, you know, standouts in that regard, they do enter this game as a top 20 team in terms of like overall stuff rate generated on defense, 22.5%. 
And in terms of power success rate, which is those short yardage situations where you either move the chain or or get a touchdown with two or fewer yards to go, they're 33rd overall in the country. And so, you know, those situations where if, if Wyoming is facing, like, say, let's say a third and third and four, if they can, if if Ohio can force them into like a, a fourth and two, you know, depending on where they are on the field, you, Craig Bull could end up with some very interesting situations because if it's like a fourth and two, let's say at the Ohio 35 yard line, what do they choose to do? If they're winning, if they're losing, if it's tied, whatever. So I do think that there's some potential there. Where, you know, there's there's some a lot of places where this game could potentially swing. You know, Peasley performing against the secondary is one, but also how well Ohio can disrupt up front is definitely going to be another as well. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, that, that's, no, that's a totally a fair point. I just... I'm going back to the rest of the team really quick. They're 90th in that yards per play, so there's a chance for the new mm-hmm. guys. But, so, but you're right, getting the second level, doing those type of running, running things that you think might happen. I just... It's hard for me to trust a team where there's so many young players where... Running the ball, not very good. Or, sorry, unknown. Passing, fine. Ohio has a gives up yards passing, but their secondary makes plays. Their running attack gives up yards per play. Like you mentioned, the explosive, like the stuff rate is what it is. It's going to do a good job. It's, I don't know, man. Like it's still basically one and a half point game despite Wyoming having literally no running back experience, which is kind of hard to believe. If you, if you could tell me any, any bowl game, like, oh, this running back, they combined, their running back group combined for zero carries. Like they're dead in the water, but that's not the case here, apparently. At least, well, okay, but here's 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 why, though. Why is that? What do you think? It's because you know, maybe the greatest unknown of all, another inflection point for this game. What's that? What is Ohio going to get from CJ Harris under center? Good point. I was about to get the quarterback. What do you think? Because we because we talked about it briefly when we were sort of running down the matchups. And so one thing that is definitely going to make an impact on this game one way or the other is the fact that the Bobcats are playing without Curtis Rourke. You know, they they had to end this, the season without him. I believe he missed the last two games, if I'm not mistaken, uh, including the conference championship against Toledo. 
and Harris, for his part, like he's he's made a few nice plays with his legs on the ground, but he has not been nearly as effective as Rourke was. You know, he was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year, completed sixty, excuse me, completed almost seventy percent of his throws, twenty five touchdowns against four interceptions, nine point two yards per attempt, and oh by the way, he also added four four touchdowns on the ground too. So like he did a lot of heavy lifting for that offense and. You know, when you look at, you know, the season long totals, like the points per drive, for example, you know, Ohio on paper has a massive advantage over Wyoming. You know, they're, you know, in 33rd in terms of, you know, points per drive, 2.63 on the season. Same thing with available yards percentage per drive. They're 36th on offense. But if you look at those last two games in particular, you know, they had a, a relatively easy time of things against Bowling Green but they struggled mightily against Toledo and Harris has been sort of a primary culprit for that. You know, only two starts, so very small sample size, but he's only completed 50% of his throws on. And I, I think it's probably under it. If you just look at those last two starts in particular, you know, one touchdown, one interception, we don't know what they're going to get from him, but if they can get something that he's, that at least resembles work gave them that's going to put a lot of pressure on a, on a Wyoming defense that could step up and, and cause a lot of headaches but could just as easily fold because they too are going into this game without transfers like for instance up front Olawasei Yamatosho going to the transfer portal Cam Stone their top cornerback gone to Hawaii already through the transfer yep. portal and the Bobcats have guys who can create big plays. You know, Jacoby Jones averaged over 17 yards a catch. You know, Sam Lickle is their top receiver at, you know, at 70 catches and for like 800 yards thereabouts. This is a dangerous offense. Yeah. They had four guys with 30 more catches and we haven't mentioned like, yeah. and just really quick, the interception only four by Rourke. And so 25 to four. So like I said, if they're within range of that or somewhere close to that ratio for what he does overall, it could be a long day. But even if they do play it safe to try and you know take at least a little bit of off of Harris's plate, they also have the freshman of the year in the MAC conference too. In CA Bangura, the freshman running back, 940 yards, 12 touchdowns on just under 200 carries. You know, they have at least one all-conference guy up front in uh, Hagen Missouri, who might very well be one of the better guards anywhere in the group of five. You know, just going back to PF upgrades for a minute. Take him with a green assault if you want to, but he was the third highest graded guard in the group of five this year. So if if things go the way that they want them to, like if Ohio just decides, okay, we're going to try and test this Wyoming defense between the between the tackles, we're going to see what Jordan Burdignall and and Caleb Robinson and, other, and Gavin Meyer and other guys like that what they have to offer. You know, if they decide to stress test. This this Wyoming defense, which is just as shorthanded in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and and the Cowboys break, they may not. I mean, they may not need a huge game from the quarterback position in order to run away with this one. Sure, if they run the ball quite well, what's the point? They, that'll take off the pressure, like you mentioned, like for Harris having uh, not needing to throw the ball as much. Mm-hmm. So, ah, man. This is going to be like it's supposed to be a low scoring game, which makes sense if Wyoming doesn't have the guys from the ball. Ohio doesn't have the starting typical quarterback out there. 
players missing due to portal injury, whatnot. Like we already mentioned, guys, so a lot of Wyoming guys out. I just mm. don't know if I can see Wyoming winning this game because when you look at the players in the field, the best player, best best chance. Let me put phrases. Best chance to score points looks to be in Ohio because they have their starting best running back out there. They have really good receivers. Quarterback's a big question, but quarterback Harris can hand the ball off just fine to Binger. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, no problem stretching that arm out. Here you go, buddy. Take the ball. Wally yeah. doesn't have that. Like, the, the best unit is going to be, I think, the most the unit have the most success is going to be Ohio's offense, even without their starting quarterback. So, I don't think there'll be a ton of points. I'm leading Ohio to get this win. I probably would too, if I'm being honest. I don't like how. There's a like, lot like, more ways this could go wrong for Wyoming than there is for Ohio, in my opinion. Like I'm trying to think, how can Wyoming win this game? It's going to take something we haven't seen because literally we haven't seen running backs this year. It's going to take Peasley having one of his top three performances, if not his best. And defense, I'm, I'm reasonably confident the defense will be fine for what Wyoming can do. But losing other already guys in the portal and gone, like that's going to take you a step back. So well, Wyoming's defense will probably be okay. But I don't, the way they're going to win is the defense shows up big and Peasley has one of his best games of the year. And one of the running backs, like their main running back, cover maybe gets at least 65 yards, which isn't asking for a lot. But we never played at this level. That's fairly daunting, I think. Yeah. So what do we have this, what do the advanced numbers say for who might win this game? So uh, SP plus likes Ohio in this one, uh, 4.3 projected margin, uh, win probability of 60%. Uh, FEI also likes Ohio by 7.4. And uh, Parker Fleming at Stats O'War on Twitter. His advanced stats preview gives the Bobcats a 63% win probability projected margin of 26 to 21. All right, what do you say? I'm going to take Ohio in this one. I think I'm leaning that way too. I just don't think Wyoming has the horses to be able to to keep up. So, like, even if it's a, like a B plus performance on both sides of the ball for 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 the Bobcats, I still expect that they should win and cover pretty easily. I'm going to say twenty four to thirteen. Yeah, that would hit the under. It's a big win, eleven nine point or eleven points there. Um, FYI, Matt, if you want to go to this game, if you want to make the drive to Tucson, nine dollars to get in. Just saying, not bad. It just don't take Southwest to get there because you'll never get there. Apparently, that's <laughs> true. Travel, travel's going, so I feel bad for those people who are stuck. Uh, but I am leaning Ohio as well. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like it's gonna be low scoring. Go seventeen thirteen Ohio. It's gonna be very low scoring. All right then. I just don't see like while well, we can win the game, but it's gonna take like say a great effort by. Peasley and the defense have a really good game as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm laying on this one. A low-scoring game, pokes lose by a couple of points. Anything else you got to add to this matchup here? I think we are all set. All right. That wraps up our bowl season preview slate. Tears, sad face. We will recap this game. Uh, we'll see. It's over the holiday weekend. We'll see. We'll get to the game. We'll recap this and talk about bowl season Maybe some bigger terms like hand out some boards and look at some PFF grades, see who did what during bowl season. We'll be talking football. We never stop. It happens all the time. Football never ends here. There could be better organized, clearly, but full college football will be around talking all the games. But this is our last preview of the season before we get to draft stuff and everything's going on. But yeah, just keep checking us out, mwr.com. 
Find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcasts, as everybody likes to say. Just search Mountain of Swire or find us online, and let's just – come on, Pokes, get it done this week. We'll see what happens for a mid-afternoon Friday game. Do you think a lot of people have December 30th off, Matt, or because the holidays and the weekend, or are people still working? Probably still working. Just sneak it on yeah. your phone or something. You'll be fine. Yeah, but- Put your phone, put a minimize your screen on if you have a two screen set up, put on the small screen over there, you'd be good to go. So watch the game, check it out, and we'll be back to recap this and all sorts of other college football nonsense as we proceed through December and January and beyond.